folks to your favorite but probably not rap podcast <laughs> unwrapped i am your one co-host k pricks you can find me everywhere pretty much at k pricks i'm joined always by my biracial curly-haired brother max cambria you can find me anywhere at max underscore cambria and uh that's on twitter and insta not on snapchat what's your snapchat i don't have a snapchat that's a or lie I don't give it out usually, not to many people. I like my Snapchat following small. You're not big on Snapchat either. No. I have a score of like 35, maybe 36,000. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Nice. How long have you had it for? High school since then. Three, four, five years. So maybe? we're talking five years? Mm-hmm. Wow. We're talking almost no Snapchat activity in general. That's, yeah. <laughs> I would say you rarely use your Snapchat. That's correct. Any streaks? No. Uh, no, actually. Actually, the only streak that I could have, which I don't think they track these, is group chat streaks. Because, mm. like, I'm in a group chat that maybe, like, uh, puts something in there once a day or something like that. Mm. Text or picture. But I don't think they track group chat no. streaks. No, they no, should, though, shouldn't they? Because that's more uh, impressive to me. If every member of that group responds and then you start a streak, that's kind of impressive. But every, But is every member responding? Who's with us today before we get into Yeah, it? wait. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys have heard the voice <laughs> of uh, old age. You're older than me. Anyways, you guys uh heard the voice of good old friend of ours, uh Pro Social is with us today, folks. Hello folks. My name is Jarrell, also known as Pro Social. Happy to be here. Welcome, welcome. Where can yeah. we find you? You can find me most places at pretty um PR0 social that's on twitter and instagram i also don't really give up my snapchat because i don't really snap that much yeah so i think it's a dying thing yeah i think that it started to die ever since uh instagram stories came out oh yeah well everything has a story now even youtube has has the yeah which youtube Mm -hmm. stories are i don't get why anybody would ever think that was a good idea i don't even know about this till like two weeks ago yeah anyone you subscribe to can post youtube YouTube stories Yeah. yeah it's like Actually, I can show you real quick because it's it's literally on the homepage. It's so stupid. Like it's your like, subscribers, if they want to post an update about their lives, but their YouTube, like their main following is let's say YouTube, YouTube. they can't. And it's it makes no sense. It makes literally hey, no man. sense. <laughs> yeah. So if you go to your subscribe, you scroll down like two videos. There's fucking there's stories. It's so stupid. Wow. It's it's basically Snapchat. <laughs> so stupid. And so they can't just send of- their subscribers to their Snapchats. Well, no, it's too no, much work. They can't. They can. They can try. <laughs> but I guess if they want... That's too hard. Yeah, I guess if they want to build, like... Like, I guess a lot of people want to follow... I mean, we see this in rap, too. It doesn't have to just be YouTube. They want to follow, like, their daily life. Mm-hmm. Like, everything ab- that they're doing, right? So if my main following's on YouTube, because like, I'm a YouTuber, then I'll build that audience that So way. why not just vlog? Why I have to make a story? Because they're already vlogging. So this it's, is for, so it's dual is content is what you're like saying. What's in between? Like I'm eating this, I'm doing this. You know how stories are. I don't want to see anybody eating anything. Really? I use my stories more so as promotion. You so you're a YouTube story? No, not YouTube story. Oh, Snapchat okay. story, and Instagram story, mostly for promotion. Um, before we get into any other digressions, Jarrell Pro Social, you recently released a project called In Due Time. Yes, I did, and. Um, we should mention that we are associates and members of Free Music Party, mm-hmm. um, and under that that heading, we have uh, dropped a preliminary interview 
based around you and your music and this and this project that's coming out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So you should check that out at, at Free Music Party. I think that's our name on YouTube, correct? And uh, we want to talk about we want to talk about the project. I well, I want to talk about the project yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. in general because I feel like um, everybody's so quick to to delve into like let's say a Kendrick album. There's like been essays written about them and everything. Oh, yeah. Like and and sometimes I feel like local rap doesn't get that kind of attention and it has just as rich of a background you know lyrically or or artistically mm-hmm. so and i know you said you spent a lot of time in this album it's like one oh of yeah your, you said in the video it was one of your first projects mm-hmm. that you really like really sat down really spent a lot of time doing you did it everything until it was perfect. absolutely yeah um okay any thoughts on that before i before i really start going no in? deep dive buddy and i'll just I was just latch on to the scuba gear. Well, I just want to go track for track. We don't. Mm-hmm. We can spend as much or as little time as we want. Sure. Um, I have it pulled up here. First of all, album cover. Where is that? An original picture, or did you get that from someone or somewhere? Or where, what's the deal with that? So I actually had um, I had an album cover planned and like finished before, like maybe two or three months before the album was done. Yeah. Um, and it was a picture of like one of those, you know, like those double decker, um, tour buses, like tour buses yeah. around Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, a uh, one of the, it was a picture of one of those. Um, and it was going to be like kind of symbolic cause like in due time for me, like it's an album, it's about like me trying to find the style that I've thought I have always had, mm-hmm. but I kind of just took a little while to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe like a week before I was ready to release the album, um, a friend of mine, he sent me um, a picture and it was like in downtown Toronto. And he just sent me um, like the outline. It had the parental advisory thing on it. It had like the little pro-social presents on it. Right. And he said, um, what do you think of this? And I like, you know, it took like a day or two to like really, really look at it. But I was like sold on this as the it's album dope, cover as soon nice as i saw it cover. it's very it's the mood is is great the color scheme is great yeah um yeah. He, he, i'm guessing he took this. yeah yeah it was yeah. taken it was taken by him and um you know it kind of just captured the whole like i think it captures like the whole vibe of the album oh for sure for sure for sure for sure um so let's just let's just get right into it then better smoke let's mm-hmm. just take them two at a time maybe there's cool. 16 tracks better smoke and am i a fool mm-hmm. i want to get to am i a fool actually mm-hmm. in a second because mm-hmm. there's the feature on that is interesting but yeah better smoke what's what are we what are we talking about here uh well anything you can tell us any extra info anything yeah, yeah, yeah. um it's it's the intro uh of the album um I kind of like throw that term in, in there a lot, mm-hmm. um, saying like it's more of like an entree. Right. right. That's saying the, that like the, the prominent line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like the song's pretty much about um, just kind of at a point in time where I was, where I was kind of just wandering through, going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're kind of like so busy that you don't really like take time to like reflect on what's going on right you're just kind of in the yeah. seat going down yeah. the highway um and so i was kind of feeling like that and you know i wrote this song i wrote this song and actually move around in the same night oh, okay. um and we'll, we'll get to that one and the song's pretty much just about kind of feeling like content and happy with yourself and you know regardless of like 
all the shit that's going on in your life. Your life could be like crumbling apart, but you know, it's kind of just like taking a step back to just see what's going on. And I actually have no follow up questions for, for so I, smoke. I, I wanted to get I, into I, So I have one then real quick. Go ahead. Um, I just want to circle back to, I just want to circle back to before, um, before we deep dive into the track list, uh, 16 songs, almost an hour long project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not <laughs> but very under an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Six minutes under mm-hmm. six. Minutes Some would under. say that's mm-hmm. essential. Um, what I was going to say is that's not very common among unsigned, like local artists. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You drop like your, your four to 10 song EP. Mm-hmm. Normally it's like barely hitting 30 minutes. Yeah. How did you land on 16 tracks? Like, is it just everything you recorded? Did you have more? Yeah, I have more. Um, I originally had 19. Okay. And, so more. Wow. <laughs> and I shaved it down. Um, I replaced some songs. Um, I think, I, I really enjoyed 16 tracks because the last um, collab album I had was 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, I kind of just had a good flow to it. Um, but this one, I was more kind of worried about how long it was. I was thinking like, oh, shit, like almost an hour. People aren't going to, you know, make it to the 16th song. Mm-hmm. But um, I felt that there was enough variety in all 16 tracks that people would like continue listening plus with i mean you had released groove at least before yeah so people were familiar with that song um but under an hour still that's dynamite yeah no one really the the albums that are longer than an hour have been struggling yeah in mainstream rap and local to to b-list rap it's just it's a struggle sometimes if you're talking about like hour and a half you know 30 track albums people are getting um they're getting impatient. They're yeah, like, when, absolutely. Uh, a lot of people are listening to this stuff in car rides and stuff. So, but um, here's what I want to talk about: Who is Obi? <laughs> okay, I want to give me t- talk to me about this feature because <laughs> he's a. Uh, it's an interesting feature. I like him yeah, on, yeah. At, at, as a compliment to both mm-hmm. "Am I a Fool" and, and "Victory." Like, yeah, yeah, Obi, um, Obi Ubi. He pronounces Ubi. it Ubi. Ubi. Um, okay. he's my friend. His name is uh, Dylan. Um, he is the young age of 18. He just turned 19. Wow. Um, and he like reached out to me cause, um, I think I met him like around the Canisius area. It was okay. like a, it was like a party. So um, he's a local guy? Yeah. He's oh, local. Okay. Uh, he goes to Canisius. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, all right, all right. lives in Dugan. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and, um, he like reached out to me cause he listened to, um, frequencies and we just met up and at the time it wasn't really like i was coming off doing like an entire collab album so i wasn't really like in the mood to collab yeah, yeah. you you weren't thinking about collab people, you're like you I'm know good. Yeah. <laughs> um and so we you know we started talking and like hanging out and um he like told me that he rapped and instantly i was kind of like oh like okay <laughs> <laughs> everybody does that like okay <laughs> You're thinking like, oh, he was probably in the yeah. Past. On top of yeah, yeah, on top of like him being young and him being like, you know, a white rapper, you know, and going to a historically white exactly. private college, exactly. you're kind of just like exactly. Nah. And he's and he's not even from Buffalo; he's from Maine, which he kind of alludes to yes. in his lyrics. Which I was gonna—that's why I'm surprised <laughs> you said he was local. I was kind of like, oh, I thought he was kind of somewhere else, mm-hmm. but okay. Yeah, he's from Maine, um, but yeah, he. 
um, like showed me like some of his raps. He had like a freestyle to uh, XX Tentacion and Joey Badass. Oh, okay. What wow. song is that? Ooh, I know what song you're talking about. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Uh, he had a freestyle to that song. Let's 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 grab it. Let's see. What and I was is. sold. He's definitely. Um, He's got that like um, knowledge of East Coast rap. Very, very. Um, um, King's dead. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Or no. That's uh, that's the Black Panther song. What do we got here? Hmm. Oh, they just called the King's Dead freestyle. Is that that maybe what it's called? Interesting. Did they freestyle on? Um, I don't think they. I think the beat they changed it a little bit. I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure they tweaked it a little bit, but yeah. I'm not entirely sure. I don't oh, what about on this that. one, Infinity? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's this, the this one. Must be it. That's yeah, the one. This is on his project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the one. And um, yeah, it was sold. He showed me like a few of the songs that he had written, um, but he kind of just needed that um, that push to like take it seriously. Right. Um, I think a lot of artists, local. You know, whatever you want to call it, um, they have the talent, they have like the ambition. They think they do, but it's, they right. It's like need that push to like actually yeah. take it seriously. Right. Everybody has the ambition. It's about sitting down and doing exactly it. like, with a lot of these creative fields. That's how I find it. Yeah, I think that's a big struggle. Yeah, these days. But yeah, he's an interesting. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have guessed he was a eighteen when he did these verses, and B from Maine, and C I wouldn't have guessed that he had not had experience really like does he have album experience no yeah no. i wouldn't have guessed that so no. i'd say that he with development could be a pretty strong local mm-hmm. contender oh yeah um, that verse is pretty good yeah. yeah yeah um any other on the i am a fool that's really all i um, to know on it i mean is there anything you want to add about the song in general your verse yeah i think um you know i had like a really like i said i had a very like integral part and just like the sound yeah. and like just like the track listing I, I take like a lot of time to like think about all that stuff mm-hmm. and so with am i a fool i like i knew that it wanted i wanted it to be like the second song just because it's like very mm-hmm. in your face very kind of like hard hitting right. both of our verses are very you know and it's a self-asking question yeah so you're almost you're not only you're not only hard hitting the audience with the lyrics but you're asking yourself like, yeah exactly yourself which is which is good and so yeah i'm really excited that like you know people really enjoy better smoke and then like just how it kind of switches on am i a fool so yeah you were about to i was gonna say i really enjoy the um the sample in the first part like before you both start Mm -hmm. going like i feel like that really catches the eye so it's pretty good that that is the second track Mm -hmm. and not the intro because the Mm -hmm. intro kind of like brings you in like this is it's it, it lays your style mm-hmm. out, and then it's like, fuck with me. Like, bring yeah. it. So I think that was a good and track listing that, for you. That um, Oh, for well, what I should say is that for people listening unfamiliar with Pro Social, he does, you do produce. You mm-hmm. just alluded to it. You produce and arrange mm-hmm. your own your own music, which mm-hmm. is huge. You're a very, very multi-talented, multi-faceted musician, which is it's a very big, strong suit in today's, today's climate. Um, 
so let's move on to control and indebted. Mm. Obviously, let's just do control first. Yeah. Um, indebted, I've seen live, so I want to wait. Okay. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna wait but control, what's it? What's it about? To, in um, your words? Yeah, yeah. Control is a uh, pretty much a song about. Um, again, like the album's a lot about introspection and reflection, and right. just like how I perceive the world in the past, mm. like two years or so. Um, and control is one of those things where. You know, I would talk to my friends about like, you know, certain problems and just like op- open about like opinions on like politics, you know, just like what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would realize that, you know, people, they would understand, but not in the same way that I would. Right. And so I realized like, oh shit, like everybody's got like all of these things going on in their own lives, but you know, we talk about it like we understand e- like but where you, each other are coming but, from, but you know really what I mean? But we don't. really don't. Yeah. Um, and so control is just about kind of keeping things together in a society where we say we understand each other, but we really don't. Mm-hmm. So, Which is a very modern theme. Like, you know, very 2019-ish, mm-hmm. 2018-ish, um, I would say. Um, I like control. Um Again, I'm biased towards, and this just two grouping. I'm biased towards mm-hmm. indebted only because I've seen it live, mm-hmm. and like you know, that always adds a little. Extra. Oh yeah, um, I agree. I also saw it live, pretty good. <laughs> okay, I, well, I fully we're just gonna move on to <laughs> yeah. indebted then. Yeah, indebted. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the there's obviously a resounding, a repetitive. Um, uh, I guess it would be what your chorus really mm-hmm. um, to the song. It's it was great live. Thank um, you. It got it got the room moving. Mm-hmm. Um, even I mean, the, you performed at a little bar called Stamps. If mm-hmm. you guys don't know, it's in North Tonawanda. Mm-hmm. Um, the energy was good. Um, the idea of somebody being indebted to you is that come from a personal experience, or is that yeah, just, yeah? yeah. Um, well, the song, um, you know, in a nutshell, is about having love for like your hometown wherever mm-hmm. that may be i'm originally from rochester mm-hmm. um and so you know throughout the years like especially when i was in high school i've always been like very musically inclined i've been in like you know jazz band mm-hmm. concert band i was in folk band in high school folk band. Wow. um yeah that's, that's, yeah, <laughs> a, that's folk, a, yeah, yeah. a folk yeah, yeah, rap yeah. album might take yeah. off if a country yeah. rap album <laughs> I would agree. It's on the table. It's for sure on the table. Yeah. And so, you know, my home friends, they've always um, seen me, like, pursuing music as kind of, like, not really a surprise. Mm -hmm. And so um, I guess the distinction is, like, I I think that my home friends get a lot more out of my music Mm -hmm. because they grew up with me and they know me a lot more than, I guess, people here. And so the idea of them feeling like indebted to me because of the music I'm making, that's kind of the yeah. idea of what the song's about. Um, yeah, and then just indebted like, to your, your hometown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah shout exactly. Out. And mm-hmm. so they, they kind of just listen to it a little differently than people up here do. Which we can, from someone who grows up in Buffalo and just seeing like recently um, West Side Gun getting... Oh his yeah, own, his own day. It's like yeah, you listen to like that kind of music a little bit differently oh, being yeah. from Buffalo. Um, which actually, it's really good to see someone like Westside Gun, co- like give the city some kind of credit. Oh yeah, and, like, 
talk about the city that that he's from instead of just like signing with Jay Z and being like I'm out. Oh yeah, like, you know. So and I've seen a lot of people, um, even more so um, from Buffalo, that like when they leave, um, you know, they always come back and they you know say like how much they miss it and how right. like Buffalo is just like unlike any other city. Mm-hmm. And so even in that aspect, you know, people can take indebted and kind of personalize it in their own hometown, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to get into that much depth of the song at all to enjoy it. It is a catchy song. It mm-hmm. is performed well. Mm-hmm. Like I said at the beginning, it is. It, it, it gets the room moving. So um, it does show, compared to like Control, Am I a Fool? It does show more of like a range, I think, for you where you can put a lot more kind of poppy, songy type of music in with your verses and still yeah. have it fluid, which which I think is, is good. Yeah. Um, Anything over there to skip? I want to move on to Ghouls and Ghosts just because personally, I, I really enjoy that song. Personally. <laughs> it is, it is um, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. What? Give give the background to that one, okay. the insight to that one, because I, I just want to see where you were coming from making that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, um, So I wrote, I wrote Ghouls and Ghosts about, ooh, this is probably one of the first songs I wrote for this album. Are we um, talking like... When you started this album, were you talking like over, like at the beginning of this two-year period, or like like after this? Probably before. Really? Yeah. Okay, so this one um, deep. And so I put out a mixtape called Adiance uh, a little over a year ago, um, and so this song was before that. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. This song was like one of my first cracks at you know really? writing something I thought was catchy. Yeah. Um, but the song is about, and in a nutshell, it's about dating someone with baggage, dating someone Which, with arguably everybody has some form or yeah, another. Yeah, right? yeah. But this is like this. You really bring this out yeah. into the into yeah. The, yeah. Um, just dating someone, you know, with trust issues or who's had a lot of demons or mm-hmm. a lot of you know, and so ghouls and ghosts is kind of like a play on, you know, ghouls. People say, you know. We've got a lot of demons. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of you know monsters mm-hmm. that we hide in the closet, and then ghosts is you know literally how you know how people ghost people. People right. just don't respond at all. Right. They just yeah, that yeah. is a common Very, form of like yeah. not non fuckery. Like go yeah. on a date, even just not even a date. Just like let's say you hang out with somebody for the first time and they hit you up, you just stop. Yeah, just stop the texting. And yeah, Which, exactly. As a digression, MTV making a strong push to mm-hmm. create a show. Where after somebody ghosts you, they go and track yes, this person exactly. down. <laughs> if if I, mean, I ghost you, that. track me down. It's it's just hey, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be an awkward conversation. Like there's <laughs> what is the conversation you have? Why did you ghost me? Yeah, I wasn't interested. You're like, <laughs> where did we go from here? How are you making this into an hour into thirty minutes or however long they want it to be? How is how is that a thing? Why is it appropriating stalking? Like I didn't respond to you like in the nineties when everybody had message machines and like they would leave you a lot of messages oh, yeah. and then like there's that stereotype of like the guy yeah, yeah. Like, in his like car like following you around. Um, are we just like okay with that now? Like yeah, let's follow the people around who don't want to talk to us. I don't think that's okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it'll become a show. Yeah, I don't think that's okay at all. And I don't think that. Uh, I think that like, why are people taking offense to ghosting? You got ghosted. All right, move on. Yeah, move on. What are you? You know, like you're not. I mean, well, although we do know, and obviously we don't name names or anything like that, but I, I've definitely heard from my social interactions 
um, examples of people who, like, for some reason were devastated that they got ghosted. Yeah. I'm talking, they were talking to this person yeah. for a week or two. Yeah. I'm like, what do you, you don't owe them anything. I mean, after a certain point, though, I do feel like getting ghosted can be devastating. Like, like there there for sure is a timeline. Not devastating, I'll say. But it can, say, like, it can fuck you up. If you were, if you were yeah. dating somebody... Let's say well, like let's not even say dating months. because if you're dating, yeah. them ghosting you can't be a thing. A That's tactic, just a breakup. But, it, but it's a tactic used for a breakup. They definitely, for sure, just you cut think them so? off. I, I people think it's just, just people off yeah, all the time. That's, that's like a common thing. I think if you're dating, that's breaking up. Now, if you're just talking, right. you're hanging up, you're hanging out, and then they just stop. That's ghosting. But if you're yeah. full yeah, out but, dating, but dating, if you're full out going out and they doing stop shit, contacting you, that's that ghosting is. We have to use it as a verb in 2019, 2020. Yeah, we we true. can't use it. So as then, a yeah, if there's no contact, ghosting like, there's is no the method. So like, if I'm breaking up with you, and the the way I do it is drop all contact and don't and just don't see you. Then and yes, don't, that's, that's that's ghosting. ghosting. Yeah, and that's and also, that's reason mm, to be devastated. Then after yes, five yes, months, at five months. Yeah. yeah, I would say. And then also, <laughs> ghosting is I've seen you for two weeks and I stop responding. That's a different yeah. level of ghosting, though. Like that's that's way less devastating. Yeah, that's Same whatever. Method, you can just, move on from yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which is interesting because I don't really think people talk about ghosting in mainstream music that often, mainly because who's ghosting these people? I know. Yeah. I feel like nobody even cares though. Except, if you're if you're like I think Rihanna ghosted Drake like hard, and I think that's well, I think everybody thing. Rihanna ghosts everyone. Yeah, Rihanna <laughs> does ghost everybody, but like if I was a female, I would ghost Drake. Would you? Yeah, with his money. Because I know that if it happened enough times, he would write a song to it that wouldn't that would just not do well. And I think that if I contributed to that, I'd be a happy person. <laughs> would you sue him for this song for not no unless he hitting used, you up like, about it? Unless he used my text message as an album cover or my voicemail as like a. Like a <laughs> but what if you know it's about you? Something like that too. I mean, there's been women who've sued him for allegedly I mean, like typically alluding but, to their relationship. Yeah, and typically the stereotype is that male rappers fly women out and then ghost them. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like if you're getting flown out yeah. by a rapper, you know what it is. You you know you know what wanna, it that's is. That's a slippery slope, though. For if if Future is flying you out, oh, you know what it is. If it's Future and you haven't listened to his music, if it's Future and you listen to his music, you should definitely you should know, know yeah, what's going so, on. So <laughs> I mean, if it's just Future in general, I mean, you should just know from just <laughs> Future, future. put a chicken sandwich in a Popeyes bag. And yeah, became you a hero. That's hilarious. You that was a hilarious fucking meme. <laughs> so, I also like the one of him in the backseat with Young Thug. Yeah. And it's like, if she doesn't have an AP, she is not she, mine. Yeah, she's not mine. She, she don't belong to the streets. <laughs> that is hilarious to me. Yeah, Future is, is something else. He's man. a character. Somebody he's, said uh, Future is the, the city boy's head coach. I mean, he, he basically, basically is. is. If you look at all of the things he's done, <laughs> he basically is. There was that whole incident where, like, they didn't allow that "quote unquote" fat woman, and I don't want to call her fat because I don't know what she is. It's the club, and then they said allegedly he said, "quote fuck them fatties." That first of all, that's like a thousand points if he did say that, and that's just horrible. But it's future. Yeah, it's future. Yeah, that's like, like a thousand like, points. <laughs> yeah, he'd have to like. Like nothing he does is bad enough where we're like arrest him, but nothing. But like we give him all this leeway because we just know it's just future. It's, it's yeah. just future. Just like what are you, what are you gonna do? Then he released that depressed depressed album for a while. That was a pretty yeah. good album. Yeah. yeah, those those two back to back albums. Interesting to see him switch up. Very good. That so, that R and B album Hendrix? is yeah Hendrix yeah, and Hendrix then um I think it was Future right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah Hendrix was and then, probably yeah, a stand up and then before. Uh, before the end of the year, we'll get What a Time to Be Alive too. That's my bold prediction. I've made it before. This is okay. not a new prediction. We will get that album before the end of the year. Do you think so? 
Yeah. I think... And I think it'll come in companion with another Drake album. See... Because he can't resist I, this releasing is what I think 25 songs yeah. anymore. Yeah, he can't true. resist it. I think... Future and Young Thug are going to drop Super Slimy too. Oh, for now sure. what a time to be alive too. I think that but will future, come but next year. Future drops all projects mu- like all the time, multiplied. You know, he drops two projects back. He does, back. but so I like feel Super like lately slimy, he's been later, slowing down. Be alive, wouldn't be surprised. I think he's going to do that Juice World project, and I mean, then he's going to be done for the year. Oh, there is the Juice. There World is the Juice World one. It depends. It depends. I don't know if I'm excited. It depends for. how much lean. The new generation of rappers needs because the more lean they need, the more they go to the wizard. The more they go to yeah. the wizard, the more he needs to launder the money through yeah. his music. The more he needs to do that, the more projects he releases. This is not new information. That's true. You really like talking about him laundering his money, huh? That's the main reason he pr- puts out so much music at a time. It's not for the artistic expression. It's for the. It's for because he has money and he needs to move it. This is not this. We're not. In I can't debate anymore. you because I don't know if this is a fact. <laughs> we're not, or not in kindergarten but anymore. You need to. It, it's to an interesting concept. This is how future moves. I guess I. I don't. I Rick have Ross no. Rick Ross had to give the throne to somebody. So you thought Rick Ross was this was his main goal? Rick Ross is a hustler. He talks about it. He doesn't need to hustle no more because he has music to back it up. But you know, I feel like Rick Ross hasn't. Moved anything? Here's in what I years. want. Here's what I want. And I and if this comes out in any form, whether it's podcast, article, or Netflix series, in the next three to five years, they stole it right from me. I want, <laughs> I want a series on only the money men of rap. I want all the accountants interviewed and on camera. I want to know what their lives are like. I want to know what their daily tasks mm-hmm. are. Are I you getting their offshore account. accounts too, or are you just doing straight local? Just you got to trace the money to the man. He'll tell us if they have an offshore account. He'll tell us how they're moving the money. I mean, he obviously won't go into great detail because he's not going to incriminate anybody. But oh, yeah. a series on that would be highly fascinating to me. I agree. I think it would do numbers. Do you have like a few rappers in mind? Or? Well, Future and Migos for sure would be one of my top because mm-hmm. Migos also is puts out all this volume. They don't care that it's not sticking. I mean, Culture Two. Um, Culture too quickly. Any got of their overlooked. projects, it's yeah. just yeah. like they're we just they vanish, and they know they all know that that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So they're putting out volume, and I just I would like I would like to see how that all unfolds behind like in a numbers game. Maybe that's what we pitch. Maybe that's our Netflix pitch. Don't pitch it. They won't get the interviews though. Those men are secretive, and they're not. Even if they're not secretive, like if you, if you can right, figure so out maybe, they are, they're not going to just go on camera and be like, yeah, I moved Future's money because he puts so much coke through Atlanta, like, or he puts so much lean through to these kids, these rappers' hands. All right, so we, we pitch it to MTV then as a no, running up God, camera no. crew. No, running up MTV camera crew. We run up on their money men with the cameras, <laughs> ask questions. It's about to get canceled when they show stalking live yeah. on TV. <laughs> Is that stalking? Yeah. Are we classifying that as stalking? We'll see how I got to see that. I'll, I'll watch the I'll season watch premiere. The pilots, then... yeah. I'll watch so if that's stalking, sure. is catfish stalking technically? Catfish is different because no, catfish. they were deceptive first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were first. Catfish is using deception. And like a lot of times, like I watch, a I lot watch of catfish times, sometimes. Catfish used to be hilarious. And like some of those people just have no knowledge on just how to use oh, basic stupid. technology. And some they're of so them stupid. are like, yeah, well, I've been sending him uh, $300 weekly payments. I'm like, What? <laughs> You met this person online. You're sending them money? Why? But so sometimes, they won't FaceTime you. Right. Is right. what you're saying. Uh, it's God. unbelievable. That's why Catfish is so successful. Because yeah. it really is stupid people doing yeah. stupid people things. Like, this so is we true. Called, yeah. we Googled the number? Yeah, the fact that you, they just Googled the number. And, it just and wasn't then they him. just. Yeah, it's not him. And then fucking 
Nev calls him. <laughs> yeah, he answered, uh, not who he is. He lives in Michigan. <laughs> we're going to go see him tomorrow. Pack your bags. Yeah, yeah. we're flying you out. We're, we're flying you out. Take off of work. I can't we're wait. Going. Like, one of the funniest things, they should just do an episode where... It's like a, a spoof episode, and it's like like a rapper, like at the end of it, like catfish somebody for money, like somebody you would expect <laughs> that would need money to catfish somebody online for it. Like, and, you know, I think I think that there's a lot MTV could be doing with these shows that they just aren't. That would you know? be funny. Like Drake is the catfish at the end. We're like Drake, you don't even need money. That would be to, hilarious. I just wanted to talk to a woman, like a real person. We'll be like, all right, shut up, Drake. <laughs> Ty Dolla Sign? Yeah, like, what are you doing? Trey Songs? <laughs> why is Trey Songs catfishing here? women? And why is she a mid, uh, white, mi- uh, mid-aged, suburban housewife? So, but we digress. What are, what are we on here? Elevate and Never Change Part 1, mm-hmm. which is the interlude. Well, yeah, let's just go through the interlude. Elevate. What are we, uh, which is track six. Yeah. What are, we, what are we talking about on Elevate? Yeah, um, Elevate, I was picturing... Um, you know the you know the the reggaeton parties. Yeah, that's you know, yeah. that's the vibe I got. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so that's elevate. I was like, oh, this kind of reggae. That's exactly like when I first went to my first like reggae party. I was like, I want to make at least one song. I feel like it's a very <laughs> like fun genre to play vibe. to play with. Yeah, and I feel like um, you know the dancehall vibe is very um, popular right now if mm. used if correctly, used correctly. Yeah. You know. Um, so that was Elevate was pretty much my crack at doing a dancehall song, and I think it was a good crack. We Thanks. don't really get a lot of dancehall coming out of the local scene in Buffalo at all. Yeah. Do you have anybody else in, that's trying to tackle that? I don't think so. I don't know. I I don't I don't don't quote me on that, but I, mean, I really like, don't think so. We know that like certain producers, like if Kevin started listening to a bunch of dancehall, he would crack at it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, he would he would yeah. for sure for have sure. his own but take. I don't yeah. think really anybody's. That's interesting though, and I like how you said like you went to a party and that's the inspiration yeah, for yeah. it. Like, of, like that should be the inspiration for music. It should be like, what is this? You know, I'm in in I heard it. What is that? I want to make some. That's good. And then never change part one. Which, by the way, I don't see a never change part two. That was yeah. gonna be my question. Did you make a part two? Yes, there is a part two. And you, but just, it's not. Yeah, it's not it's on. It's not here. out yet. Yeah, it's not out okay. yet. So um, I, I'm thinking about putting it on the next project interesting yeah interesting yeah i like that though because a lot of the times on like albums you'll see the part one and part two like on the same album sometimes even back to back but i kind of like that part one you left it open ended. Mm-hmm. did you know did you know you were gonna because some albums i mean did you know you were gonna definitely include an interlude definitely label it this is the interlude in yeah. the album yeah um i like to have um I guess some type of space in between just to transition songs. I don't really um, think that a lot of artists think about the flow of an album mm-hmm. um, as opposed to just like, all right, I have these 14, 15 songs. Let's just put it out in a project. You know what I mean? Yeah. I and agree. It's kind of hard to transition. Like for TV and movies, for example, you transition, you show the next scene or whatever. But for the, for audio only, it's kind of difficult to show, yeah. a, to flow a transition. And so I think interludes are, are underrated. Oh, me too. Yeah. I would agree. Except when they're paired with skits. Like when you have an interlude, then a skit. <laughs> horrible. Like Ty, I mean, not Ty, I like not, uh, fucking Tory Lanez destroyed yeah. skit culture. Destroyed yeah. when he had a skit for every oh song. Oh my god! Oh, that's a, that's aggressive. Twenty. He had like twenty eight songs. Every song basically had a fucking skit. Not even kidding. Wow. His track. His his album was like forty eight songs. Yeah. 
I remember making a playlist for that album with just the songs. With just the songs? You had to. <laughs> you I would just, literally I would had just to. just skip through the skits. Everything had a skip. <laughs> I mean, a fucking skit, yo. Everything. Well, wow, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Were the songs at least decent? The songs were yeah, actually songs were pretty good. good. Yeah. And then... And then the skits ruined them? Why did skits he, why did he decide after. to do all the skits? Well, it was like... Wasn't his, like, it was, his uh, debut album? Yeah, I told you. There is... Uh, there's 28 songs. Every song has a skit. Every song. Yeah, so really, there's like, 14 songs, 14 skits. Yeah. When I was younger, the first, the first time I really noticed skits, like there were skits in some songs and stuff that I was listening to, but the first time I really took notice that skits were like an integral part was when Eminem did them, believe it or not. Mm. And I'm not pro or against skits, but I definitely don't like them. A, I could never do after every song. You, you can't B, have one after. I every definitely song. like them at like beginning and end of albums the most. Yeah, I agree. I don't yeah. really, I don't really know and care for like in or the middle, but if you I, put them uh, at the beginning of a song, yeah, I feel like it works. Or like the end of a song, end of a yeah. song. But when you make it its own separate entity, yeah, I don't know for about that. every song. Yeah. You're pushing, you're pushing territory. I would say man. if it's its own separate entity, it should go at the beginning or end. But if it's in a song. It should also go at the beginning or end of that song. Yes, but if its own entity it should not be in the I middle. Agree. Mm-hmm. God, just could you break up a song with a skit? Oh yeah, yeah. And then switch like beat switch. Oh yeah. As long, I mean, you don't want to lose interest in the song though. So the skit's got to be quick. Yeah, I think I think it works, but I mean, it works. Sometimes. I'm trying to think. It just depends how you do it. I, I mean. What song has a skit in the middle? Um, Here's an example. Oh, Marvin's Room has a, has a skit in it, basically. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and Words in Paris. Oh, that skit's perfect. That oh, skit's yeah. great for that song. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Probably the most quotable part it's, it's of that. It's probably one of the most quotable, yeah. Although, um, they kind of ruined it when they did Niggas in Paris 28 times back to back to back in Paris. That ruined yeah. that for me. But... That is a good example of a skit in the middle of a song. It's yeah, just a true. quote. It's really just a quote. Yeah. At that point. But if you could recognize it, you know what the quote's about to say. You know who says it. Mm-hmm. So like technically it's a loose you could you could argue that could be a skit. Um one of the better songs, I think, from his catalog, local rapper Billy Esco, has a skit in LA Esco. Mm. Yeah. That's a good skit, I think. Billy <coughs> Sorry. Um Billy's pretty big on skits, and most of his skits kind of like actually drop knowledge, which is yeah. very different from a lot of people. Because like yeah. it's not, it's not upbeat. It's not like something flexy. It's like literal like conversations, and knowledge, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let's go to motives mm-hmm. with Josh Link. Another name, unless I'm saying wrong again, mm-hmm. and it's Juice Link <laughs> no, <laughs> that I'm unfamiliar. <laughs> <laughs> If he hasn't, if he isn't already called that, maybe he should. I'm unfamiliar with him as well. I don't know nothing about him. What, 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 what can you tell me about this song and about Josh Link? Um, well, Josh is um, he's a friend of mine. He also goes to Canisius. Oh, okay. Um, wow. He did lead guitar on my friend Grace Greenan. Um, on her album? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He did lead guitar on almost every song on that album. Okay, hmm. so he's talented. Yeah, yeah, he's very good. Interesting. Um, I didn't know he was a here at Canisius and B did that. Yeah, now I do. Mm-hmm. He's in um the acapella group. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, hmm. he, I wanted him specifically for like a bass solo. Um, okay. 
and yeah, we spent, he came in when we were recording the song and we spent like 10 minutes just, um, looping the song over, over again and just playing over it. Um, we kind of like chopped the bits that we really liked and just put them together into one bass solo. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a pretty groovy song. Mm-hmm. And the song itself, um, it's about, um, you know, being intimate with someone um, and kind of not really knowing where their head is at. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in the talking in between stage with a lot of girls. As we um, all have, probably, which I feel stage. like we all have. We've yeah. all we've all had, you know, that time where we're like struggling to get out of the talking right. stage, the valley of darkness, um, and you just don't know where, you know, people's head, where where that other person's head is. Mm. That's pretty much what the song is about. That's um, probably actually one of my favorite songs on this album. Yeah. And then seeing it live, definitely mm-hmm. like I was playing it constantly after yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And then you did an acapella of it also. Which is yeah, also pretty I, good. Yeah, which is also yeah. <laughs> also very good. Folks. I tried to get um I tried to get Josh at the show, but he was um he's originally from Binghamton and he was oh, just home okay. he was just home that day. Um, but usually we perform that song together. So I'm sure yeah, that just that's, makes it even better. That's one of my favorites too. Yeah, I think I mean again live also adds that extra spice. I wish he was there, but you know still pretty pretty darn good live like thank you um i'm trying to be um i want to be better live than i am on recording really Mm -hmm. see i feel like a lot of people don't say that so that's pretty interesting Mm. and that's a very good take on it there's a lot of things that there's a lot of different variables though i mean i don't want to get into all the Mm nitty-gritty but that is a pretty good goal to have a lot of people aren't as good live i feel yeah, it's are. it's different aspects because like when I'm recording, I kind of have to change how my voice sounds just a little bit, mm-hmm. um, just to make it sound like a little smoother, a little cleaner. Right. Right. Well, um, everybody to a certain extent is doing things to their voice, like yeah. in the process. It's just a matter of how much. Yeah. So. But like when I'm performing it and people, you know, know the lyrics, I try and do a little more extra vocally. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I'm more in tuned as a singer than I am as a rapper, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so with those R&B songs, I really try and yeah put on a good show. Yeah, flesh it out, have fun with it. I mean, that's that's what that's what the live performance is for. Um, groove. I mean, I already knew this song. I'm sure Kay did. This was mm-hmm. a release. You yeah, released this probably what seven months before this album even longer than that yeah mm-hmm. this was um, the song that introduced me to you actually so. oh really yeah mm. yeah very good song very thank you song thank you um, i don't know if there was any you know super deep meaning to this i just took it as you were like making a nice song groove to yeah. it, just fun song yeah um yeah i it's the single it's the song that kind of really everyone knows by me right um it's almost that 10,000 streams on Spotify, which is cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, and I'm a little bit of a dancer as well, so I tried to make a song that I felt good dancing to. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Really uh, really encapsulating. This album is pretty encapsulating to who you are, actually. Thanks. <laughs> um, Thanks, I tried. I didn't know that you really dabbled <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the footsteps there. Yeah. Um, then let's just take the next two together, Notify and Token. Anything, mm-hmm. you know, 
that stands out that we wouldn't know just from listening to it? Any inspirations from these songs or um, notify? And I guess I was trying to think of like variety, mm-hmm. um, like as much variety as possible. Um, and notify is definitely one of like the trappier um, songs on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I li- I like it. I think it's uh, out of all of them, Notify is probably my least favorite. Really, um, really, I know, I know. I actually like. I'm actually, <laughs> I actually am always interested to hear about yeah. least favorite, like from the artists. Yeah, a lot of artists don't uh, come on the show and say that. So yeah. that's good that you can recognize like what your favorite and what your least favorite yeah. is. Because a lot of rappers are just like, oh, my worst, my favorite. Like I don't put out anything that I don't really dislike. Like. Yeah. So that's good that you're actually like in tune oh, with yeah. yourself. Oh, yeah. If I were to pick one song, if I were to cut this down to 15, that'd be that the first one to the one to go. So that's it made you want to keep it on then with just the fact that it was more so different? or um, I think I performed it live and I just got a really, really good response from it. It's a, really, um, okay. it's wow. a really catchy song, mm. I think. Um, I like both of my verses on it. I think we added a lot to how the beat sounds to make it more of like a party song. Definitely like something that's loud and bassy right. and yeah. something you can throw on casually. Mm-hmm. Um, but also really get something out of it if you listen to the verse. So, yeah, that's why I kept it. And then and then Token? Yeah. Um, so Token is the probably my favorite song on the album and it's um totally the only song that's totally produced by me really yeah Hmm. and i pretty much just took oh man this was a long time ago maybe three years ago wow four years ago and i just took the sample of um the very beginning part of american boy by um estelle and Mm -hmm. kanye Mm -hmm. um and I just made a beat out of it. Um, but I wasn't really like confident about it until around <laughs> until the time I was making the album. Um, and so I just decided to finish it. And the song itself um, is about um, being as a black as a black man being kind of like the token in a lot of, of my I guess circumstances in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I was in folk band. I was in right. jazz band. Yeah. Um, I played soccer. I played wrestling. Right. So okay. Um, I, I yeah. I did taekwondo. Um, Same. What else? Um, and in a lot of those situations, I would be maybe one of two black people. <laughs> right. It's, yeah. I mean, I relate to that fully. I mean, yeah. Going to a private school, you'd probably be like one of two black people Same. in the class going. I've never been in a folk band. No. Well, I did play soccer for like a year, okay. but I stopped after that. <laughs> I never took martial arts, but I've always thought about it. Yeah. I took martial arts once. Along yeah. with Steven. There's a little fun fact for you. But yeah, that's, I think that's a very like, it's not, it's not like something super controversial where p- politicians are like debating it or people are debating it, but mm. it is there. It's a part of, of identity mm. for sure. Oh yeah. Um. So that's interesting. That's an interesting kind of like very niche oh, thing yeah. to 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 write a song. Oh about. yeah. And I was like, you know, growing up, um, 
the the genre that I really dove into, I guess, first was like rock music. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like when I was like nine, ten, I would listen to like Green Day, okay. Red Hot Chili yeah, Peppers, of course, of course. And White Stripes, and Black Keys and all Black that Keys. stuff. Love. Um, one of my first concerts was Weezer when I was like really? 11 years old. Yeah. What album did they do? Jeez, they did um they're good music or they're bad oh yeah they did like yeah, island in the sun they did like yeah. beverly hills okay. and i remember the the age groups being so like oh i bet <laughs> that weezer dude yeah um and so growing up you know whether it be concerts private school extracurriculars i was always surrounded by a lot of white people mm. um and so tokens kind of just a reflection of that especially when you know i have a line that says now they're blasting Kendrick out the windows, Sprite and Hennessy at all the functions. Right. Um, growing up, I see like I guess the shift of black culture being more more accepted among yeah. and then, white people, and then some yeah. appropriating yeah like to a, to egregious levels. So like so you know. yeah, that's interesting. I think that 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 whole song kind of has an interesting take. Hearing you explain it gives me like a different kind of like yeah, yeah that's kind of an interesting take. Thanks. Um, I mean, obviously, like that takes obviously not new, but it's interesting how yeah. you how you how you put it. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts on that? I know you had some clips. Um, I yeah, I just feel like that's very interesting. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of black guys, go through that, and mm-hmm. like there's not really a song about it. So yeah. it's pretty cool that you put one out. So I would recommend if you're listening to this podcast right now, pause and go play that song, yeah, especially if you're in token. that position. Mm-hmm. By Pro Social, and. Uh, 12 and 13 retail therapy and success retail therapy is kind of to me the title is is explanatory like i mean a it's a big part of the the image of a musician nowadays Mm -hmm. um and b anybody who reads those two words kind of understands what it means this Mm -hmm. retail therapy did you do some retail therapy when you wrote this song oh did you just you just splurge on something Mm -hmm. i think um for about uh, probably a year or so now i really enjoy just like <laughs> just impulse spending <laughs> impulse spending is therapeutic i will give you that sometimes i do impulse spend yeah. but lately in my college days yeah. it's been it's been honestly impulse spending at places like a grocery store where i shouldn't have impulse oh, spent yeah. well it's like like I used to impulse spend when I was back at home in my parents' house, and I had so much disposable income. I miss those days. Yeah, it would be like Amazon impulse spending. Yeah, like you know, buy an Xbox or I bought a bunch of just random stuff. But now it's like I'm going somewhere for something that I actually need, mm-hmm. and once I'm there, it's the gates are open. Yeah, might as well just throw everything in the cart, or even just like maybe just go to the mall with like <laughs> just like enough money in your bank account that you could just kind of go nuts for just enough <laughs> just enough to where you don't gotta like think about the if, expenses if <laughs> yeah and you're like okay i could ball out for a hot sec <laughs> yeah man i walk in the mall dangerous. i don't do it so much yeah. anymore. yeah but yeah retail therapy i love the song i love the beat transition um yeah, I love that song. It's like you said, it's very um, self-explanatory. Yeah, but like you know, beat transition's good. You know, song's good. It it touches on like a th- I don't even want to call it a theme because I I don't really I, artists spending money is like not new. It's yeah. not a theme. It's yeah. just a 
it's just a part of the lifestyle. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Um, I think that's interesting. And success, you talk about like your, your, you are confident in your own ability. Mm-hmm. You're like, I, success is you. You know. Well, why don't you talk about it? I mean, here am I dissecting it. But go <laughs> ahead, talk about what success is for you. Yeah, success is um. It was one of the first songs that I um, kind of formulated the album around. Um, I had like maybe seven or eight songs at the time. Mm. And then I did this song and I was like, oh, mm. I should probably put some put some stuff together for a project <laughs> for this. And I was like, oh, this isn't just like a slew of songs anymore. Right. Um, but the song is pretty much just like how I perceive success and you know i perceive success in a lot of different ways um but musically i just success to me is just people taking something away from my music and like you know saying that like oh like this song helped me get through this like that's success Mm. to me um yeah you know money that stuff is nice very Um, nice but i guess the thing that i've learned the most about not having money <laughs> is that it goes just as quickly when you have right. it. Very true. Um, and so money has always been something that like, I feel like is comfortable and like, yeah, I would base success off of money. Um, but I wouldn't base like happiness off of money. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, They've done studies on this. I don't need to get into the nitty gritty, but happiness and money actually don't. Yeah. Equate. Cause money, money goes just as fast as, you know, life does really. <laughs> right. And so, um, you know, success, um, definitely one of my favorite songs on the album. And it's the, the song is really just supposed to be about success, your idea of success and how it constantly changes as you go through your life, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I'm just taking it all in, man. <laughs> That's a very good deep dive into it. Um, Move Around and The One. Mm-hmm. I enjoy Move Around a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot. I what would say you... Behind Ghouls and Ghosts mm-hmm. and... Token. And Token and Groove. That's like, that's up there for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And I, Motives. I love Move Around. Um, like I said, I wrote Move Around and Better Smoke on the same day. Um, and it was actually a little bit after... Um, I found out that Mac Miller passed. Oh, okay. Um, so it was like shortly after that. And Move Around is kind of a song just about like, I wanted to, in my mind, I wanted to make a driving song. Right. <laughs> so I to throw <laughs> in the car. Good, good. We need some more of those lately. But in a way, that is what the song is about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about like, you know, being you know with the people that you enjoy being with it's about um you know moving <laughs> i hate saying moving around <laughs> but it, it moving essentially around. is that's what it can be about that's what it can be about <laughs> but um you know i've i've realized that like i've gone to a lot of places i've you know been through a lot of things in my life but essentially i still have the same I guess foundation and the same mm-hmm. values. Um, so I guess that's the stuff that doesn't change. And the end of the song, um, you know, I talk about, I had like this dream about meeting Mac Miller. Mm. Um, Cause I've seen Mac Miller a few times. 
Um, God, I'm jealous. But um, yeah, I saw him last time. I saw him. He was the what was the Good AM Good AM tour. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was um, gonna say the swimming tour. And Gold Link was opening for him. I thought it was awesome because I, oh wow, I like kind of knew Gold Link's music at the yeah. time, but yeah, but um, you know, I had this dream about Mac Miller, and he was kind of just giving me like just wisdom on mm. like you know what to do, um, as I pursue this music thing, especially in rap, because you know Mac Miller, I would say for a long time has been one of those people that was just like respected. Not only as a white rapper, but just as a rapper just as in a general. Rapper, yeah. yeah. Um, and he was one of the, f- he's one of the only white rappers that I wouldn't put in that white rapper category. I guess. Yeah. Even Jay Z said it when he was like doing his. He ran to Twitter to like do some shout outs. He's yeah. like shout out Mac Miller too. And yeah. everybody was like, what? And he's yeah. Like, Mac Miller's fire. Yeah. And like, even like throughout his whole career, like even with like watching movies that came out. I think I was a junior in high school when that album came out. That album is hard. And I still listen to that album. He was doing songs with Earl Sweatshirt and yeah, Schoolboy Q and, and Absol. Like he was very and he know, was like honing his own. Yeah, he was very yeah. in tune with like rap culture. And so, yeah, that's pretty much what Move Around's about. And then the one, is that a reference to the Matrix? <laughs> no, I was okay. I wasn't thinking about the matrix. Yeah, nothing in the song makes it seem like that. I just always want to throw that in there when I chat. Um, the one was originally going to be the last song, um, and so I think it wraps up the album quite nicely, even though it's not the end of the mm-hmm. album. Um, you know, it's pretty much you know I talk about just how like writing this album has been throughout these two years and how you know my rapping has changed like how i perceive music how i listen to music is just so different Mm. um and so the one i kind of you know say that i've always been that person it's just now that this album's done now that i feel like i found my style now i can call myself the The one one. you know what i mean and i think that you said that it ties the album up. I think that Victory Lap, as an afterthought, mm-hmm. after saying that, works. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, take your Victory Lap. You completed an album. Mm-hmm. And you got Ubi back on it. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly Ubi. what I was thinking. Yes. I... Ubi. Ubi. Correct. I think you're... It's fine. It's fine. It's what fine. are you talking about? Ubi. Ubi. Right. Ubi. I don't like the way you're saying it for some reason. What am I supposed to say? That's how I'm supposed to say it. I say it wrong. Now I'm correcting myself. Ubi. Must have been a sign. He, uh, was was this song Victory Lap done before he was on it, and then he heard it and went on it, or did you know you were gonna do another uh, song? I, with yeah, him? I knew. Oh, I knew okay. I was gonna, um, so Am I a Fool and Victory Lap, um, both of the beats were produced by um, a good friend of mine in Rochester. His name his name is Andrew. Um, we actually met on like xbox live back in like <laughs> oh, back in like solid. the mono warfare the yeah, mono warfare actually, remember remember yeah, that when like yeah. mono warfare 3 was big and you were just solid. like getting parties with people and you just would just run oh, yeah. all night oh and yeah and you just <laughs> kept doing it yeah yeah um so we met on xbox and we always like stayed in touch but he he's actually like an edm producer oh but in his spare time he likes making like lo-fi like boom bap type that is amazing yeah and so he like sent me a few of these tracks that he was working on 
and I got these two, I was like, I need, yeah. <laughs> I need both of these songs. Huh. And so um, they were just like the style that I know that um, Ubi goes for. And so I was like, we, we need to have these two. So. That's good, man. And, and as a whole project, I mean, like I said before, it's a great project. It, it, it encapsulates your sound, it encapsulates what you've been doing. It flows pretty um, well, too, from start you. to finish. I Thank mean, you. you took your time with it. It shows for sure. Um, and and, and ha- being able to put a project like this together alone. I mean, obviously, you've had help from other people, but like actually doing the pr- production of it. Um, from start to finish, like getting everybody together, arranging the songs, getting oh, yeah. the verses done. That's incredible as, as far you. as local talent goes. Thank you, man. Um, anything else before we move into our final segment? Um, what's next for Pro Social? What is next for Pro Social? What's next is um, I want to do kind of like two projects. Um, okay. I don't know if it's going to be done by the end of the year. I don't want to oversaturate. Okay. Well, just in the future. Um, but I want to do an entire R&B project. Okay. And I want to do an entire rap project. Hard. Um, hard. Yeah. That would be very hard, yeah. actually. Mm. Yeah. And are so... You, you're not going to... Re- are you going to release them as one tape, like Drake did with no. Scorpion? Side A and Side yeah. B. Good. It's going to be different. You, yeah. should, you shouldn't release it as it's gonna one tape. It's going to be different. Tape. <laughs> it didn't work I'm, for Drake. It's not going to work for anybody else. <laughs> if I do 20 songs... Don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna remember you said that in a few years. I know, I know. Like goes, two you know, years. I think you should add eight songs to this twelve song project, and you go, no. <laughs> yeah, two years down the line, I'm like, I've got like twenty songs for a project. I'm like, just title <laughs> don't it. Don't listen, listen to this it. project. It's too long. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move into our last segment, which is essentially just called "What Are You Listening To." Oh, yeah. Let me describe what we're listening to. Kay's going to go first on this one. He always does. He likes to nap it first. Go ahead, Kay. I know you're prepared. Go for it. Give me, let me just. Oh, okay. Um, I have been listening to We Love You, Tekka, Little Tekka, his mm-hmm. album. Um, Pretty good, actually. I, I won't lie. I've been deeply enjoying it. It's the first thing that plays when I get in my car. Like, it's, it's bangers. Um, nice. Amigo, uh, Senorita. Molly girl, all fire. I feel like he's found the beats that just works for him, mm-hmm. and he's just been snapping. So that's what I've been listening to. And, of course, lo-fi hip-hop. I said this last episode. Back, back to school. It's the only thing that helps me study and read. So throw that with some Tekka, and you got my playlist. Yeah. Um, I'll go next, I guess. Um, besides revisiting my <clears throat> earlier recommendation, which I'm going to recommend again because I keep – Going yeah, re- re-recommend fire. that so I can find it again because I still couldn't find wait, it. Are you talking about last week's? Because this was not last week's. This is like so a few recorded. weeks ago. Oh, no. Then just throw it at me. What is this um, one? It's this guy who I believe is coming out of the UK who, in all honesty, I think within the next like three to five years is going to be on everybody's oh, yeah, yeah. list. This guy. Not that guy either. This guy named Cosmo Pike. Um, hmm. He has, if I go to his page real quick, I believe he only has one project. Is Everything that Pike else, with a Y? Yes. Okay. Everything else is <clears throat> singles. And so his project is called Just Pike, or Just Cosmo, I mean. And socials, basically, it's only five songs. They're all pretty fire. Mm. One of them, the, the ones that I like the best, though, are definitely After School Club and Great Dane. 
followed by social sites. Mm. Um, I think this guy, his sound is way different than anything I've heard, but it's kind of it's kind of moving more towards like a more modern feel where rap isn't just um, give me a beat and let's put a verse on it. Like he's really integrating instrumentation and like oh, different yeah. sounds. I think that this kid, I don't know if he's gonna blow up as far as like in the mainstream every like you know everybody wants an interview with him but i think like almost like an anderson pack like he'll have yeah. his huge following i think that it's it's gonna come this project show and it's only five songs and i think wow a lot of promise a lot awesome. of promise i like i've been bumping him all week and it's five songs and i've just been having them on repeat because it's great headphone music it's great music in general nice. um and then the other thing i was gonna mention is um I've been listening to a lot of different things lately, but I did I did recently nab a listen to Bon Iver's I, I, and ah. I thought that it was pretty good, but not as good as his past projects have been. I agree. But but decently good. Yeah. Um, I guess nothing really stands out to me. Hey Ma is probably one of the stronger songs, in my opinion, yeah. on it. But I, I think that's one of his more like um, mainstream songs. Yeah. Yeah, to for date. sure. For sure, mainstream. But, I mean, he's kind of a... He's more of the art direction of music. Like yeah. His music's supposed to be taken as art, but but it was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty good listening music. What about you, Pro Social? Um, well, um, if you guys don't know, I make a top fifty albums list. You make a top fifty every single. Do we year. have a top fifty? We should make a top fifty. We do not. Yeah. All right, but go on. Yeah, it's um, a lot of albums. Yeah, this year's gonna be top fifty. I usually do top twenty. Okay, wow. Um, okay, and I do like different variations of lists. So last year I had like a rap list, I had a alternative list, Each one I had an R and B list. Yeah, wow. Um, and then I had an overall top twenty, and then I had a top twenty worst. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good to have, though. Honestly, um, throw some shade. And so, you know, I, I, you know, go through a lot of different albums. And so what I'm listening to right now, um, I listened to that Snow Allegra album that just dropped. It's called Uh, Those Feels. I'm not familiar. Um, (coughs) It's pretty good. It's all um, no features, all like produced by her. She's got like a really, really good voice. It reminds me of um, like Sade. Really? Sade music. Mm -hmm. What's her name? Snow Allegra. Hmm. Pretty good. Very she looks like Sade. Yeah, too. yeah. Huh. Very like vibey R and B music. Are we sure it says it just Sade? Just yeah, disguise. Yeah, are we? Another. Are we positive right <laughs> yeah. now? <laughs> yeah. Um, listen to that. Um, that new Common album that just dropped. I did not listen to that. Yeah. I didn't either. But it's on my list. It's on my list of Get ready for a ride. <laughs> really? Is it good? Bad? I thought it was really, really good. Really, really good. Interesting. Common coming back on the scene. I was like pleasantly surprised. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Um, Sir. Sir, I saw his project drop. I haven't listened dropped. to it yet. Hmm. I wasn't really huge on that Kendrick song as his single. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't really been too motivated yeah. to listen. But it's. It's on my list to yeah. get to. It's pretty good. Um, I think he's. I always thought that TDE needed like a strong R and B artist, mm-hmm. and I think he's that. Really? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I, don't have like, an, I honestly I don't have an opinion on Sir. 
I, not yet. I don't know enough of his music. Yeah, he's. I would good. say he fills his lane pretty good. Yeah. Um, in terms of like other R and B heavy people on TDE, he's for sure like leading the charge. Besides like SZA. Oh yeah. But um. <clears throat> yeah, I I have nothing bad to say about him. I mean, Ooh. I we saw him at uh the championship. Uh, oh yeah, tour. he yeah. was there. Yeah, he was very pretty good. briefly, pretty early too, like yeah. at like five o'clock. Yeah, yeah he was, he was one of the early acts. Um, what else? What else? What else is there? Um, Ginger, Brockhampton. Yeah, we talked about Ginger last time, but yeah, I listened to that whole thing. What'd you think? I loved it. I really liked it too. Um, they did obviously take kind of a more emotional first yeah. part of that album, but I think that it's okay. That yeah. They did that. I thought that it was more like, um, I mean, you could tell they're still kind of hung up on, um, you know, maybe the Amir situation yeah, and some other sure. things. Sure. Yeah, that um, rocked. They are all living big. separately now. Are yeah. they? Yeah. Oh. So like that was, a, and this whole album was made as they were living separately. So that might play into these um, moody, moodier songs. Yeah. But still, there is still some classic rock mm-hmm. in there. So that's always good to hear. And then the last thing, that new Rhapsody album. Um, I've not listened to that yet either. It's called Eve. I haven't either, but she is on my list of like one of the best female rappers, yeah. I think. I I think once you listen to this, there will be no question. <laughs> I think um, I was trying to figure out, because I've been working on this list already. I usually start around like October. Okay. Um but I've been working on the list, and there haven't been that many rap albums that I can say is like, oh, this is number one. Right, right. Well, um, maybe <clears throat> maybe in 2020 we have them back if we do another draft. Oh, yeah. We started this podcast off with like who had the most successful rap year. Mm-hmm. in term, And, and we, we did a lot of different variables, but, but we have them back in. Yeah. He does listen to a lot of music. I would, I would be for it. That was a pretty solid... Uh, episode pretty solid draft also thanks for having me guys yeah of course let's wrap this up um this is unwrapped um you can find us anywhere podcasts are listened to spotify apple radio breaker whatever the other ones are really an anchor we should say because we host on them but um i don't know anybody who listens to those google podcasts i guess is kind of big but spotify or apple are pretty much the big ones um yeah Pro Social, look them up. Um, that's P R zero, and then Social. Um, he's on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere else. Yeah, Title, Google, Title, YouTube, YouTube, Pandora, um, he, all that shit. He has this project in due time, which we just went in depth on. If you haven't listened to it and or haven't been pausing this and listening to the songs as we go through them, do it. Okay. Um, Anything else? Listen, man. Just listen. <laughs> Very good artist. Project goes well. Groove, if you want to start out much like I did, Groove is not a bad place to start. And yeah. then just go through and play the album, man. Yeah. Pro social, anything else you want to add? Any plugs you want to give? Um Yeah, shout out to um shout out to Jordan. Uh Jordan's one of the producers on this album. Nice. Shout out to uh dan he's one of the engineers ken mastering engineer um yeah stream in due time more stuff to come good and um find find on rap podcast like i said you can also find us on twitter 
at Unwrapped Podcast. We don't have an Instagram. Maybe we'll get one. I'm not sure yet. But uh, this has been Unwrapped. Um, and we'll see you next time.